Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news, and we also have some Protect Your Neck news. Next, we'll discuss a recent court ruling requiring a law firm to disclose the name of its clients that were impacted by a data breach to the SEC. Then finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity, data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local attorney that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some news stories. Our first story comes from Reuters. This week, the Security and Exchange Commission, the SEC, adopted new rules requiring publicly traded companies to report cyber breaches within four days after determining that the event is material to investors. The new rules also require companies to periodically describe their efforts to identify and manage threats in cyberspace. These have been long-awaited rules that were originally proposed in March of last year. What's interesting about these rules is what's not included. The proposed rules included a requirement that companies disclose board members' expertise in cybersecurity. After receiving public comment, the SEC ultimately removed this requirement from the new rules. Our next story comes from the Washington Post. The Fourth Amendment is not for sale act is currently making its way through Congress. If passed, it would restrict police and intelligence agencies from collecting sensitive information on U.S. citizens without a warrant. The law would also apply to federal agencies and state and local police departments. As we discussed in our last episode, Agencies have been going around warrant requirements by purchasing access to private databases. This bill attempts to close that loophole. While the bill still has to clear several hurdles, this renewed interest in the bill has given its sponsors hope. According to reporting from the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal, hackers linked to the Chinese government compromised the government email accounts of the U.S. ambassador to China. Microsoft recently disclosed this breach. Since May of this year, Chinese-backed hackers have used a Microsoft digital key and a code flaw to break into the emails of U.S. government agencies and other clients. Fortunately, it appears that the accounts that were impacted were part of the unclassified system. However, this has not stopped members of Congress from questioning Microsoft's security practices. Expectedly, the Chinese government has denied any responsibility. Our final story comes from Reuters. Members of SAG and the Writers Union are currently on strike. One of the reasons for the strike is that the union and Hollywood studios cannot reach an agreement about the use of AI. Actors fear that the studios will use AI-generated actors to ultimately replace them. Even more troubling, actors fear the studios will use actors' performances to train these AI actors. Another disputed issue is the use of digital replicas of background performers. Under the studio's proposed plan, they would obtain an actor's permission to use their digital replica in multiple movies. The union has pushed back because permission is different from providing actual additional compensation to these background performers. 
AI can provide amazing innovations, but it also presents challenges on how it will be regulated and how it can be used in a way that does not replace workers. We also have some Protect Your Neck news. During this segment, we'll be talking about current scams you should be aware of and other vulnerabilities that you need to address. Think of this as Patch Tuesday and a cyber incident report rolled all into one. According to the Washington Post, Apple has released a patch to address a zero-day vulnerability impacting iPhones, iPads, and Macs. The vulnerability is being actively exploited. Now, this is the third security update to remedy an exploit that allowed a spyware campaign to target iMessage users in Russia. The exploit works by attackers sending a malicious iMessage attachment that allows our criminal hackers to run code without the message needing to be opened by users. So if you use an Apple device, it is imperative that you download and apply these patches. Our next piece of Protect Your Neck news comes from Wired. Ransomware attacks are back on the rise. After the number of attacks dropped in 2022, the numbers have now started to increase. Not only are the number of attacks on the rise, the amount victims have paid ransomware groups has also increased. During the first six months of this year, victims have paid over $449 million in ransoms. For the whole year of 2022, victims paid ransoms of less than $500 million. So please, please, please stay safe out there. Or as the Wu-Tang Clan tells us, watch your step, kid, and protect your neck. Now on to our main story. A federal judge has ordered international law firm Covington & Burling to provide the SEC a list of seven clients whose information was accessed as part of a data breach. We previously talked about this dispute, but the court has entered a ruling. So what exactly happened? In 2021, Microsoft disclosed a data breach where state-sponsored Chinese criminal hackers took advantage of a vulnerability in Microsoft's email software. Covington was one of those victims. After the SEC found out that Covington was impacted by the attack, it sent a subpoena to the law firm asking for records that could identify which of its clients were impacted by this cyber event. While Covington responded to a number of the requests from the SEC and the subpoena, it did not hand over the names of its clients. The SEC then went to court to enforce the subpoena. The dispute raises a number of troubling issues. Lawyers have a duty to keep their clients' names confidential, and it is important that clients trust their attorneys to keep their information confidential. Without this trust, clients won't be forthcoming with important information, including turning to law firms after cyber events. While the court attempted to balance these concerns, agreeing that the SEC's approach here could cause companies who have experienced cyber attacks to think twice before seeking out legal counsel, the judge went on to require Covington to disclose the name of seven clients as to whom it has not been able to rule out that the threat actors access material non-public information, which is much smaller than the 300 clients that the SEC originally requested in a subpoena. Our final segment today is our cybersecurity awards. This week, I have one award to give out, and it's the Ludacris Southern Hospitality Award. 
For my hip-hop fans, you recognize this as one of the hit singles from rapper Ludacris' first album. Unfortunately, cyber criminals had no southern hospitality for the Atlanta suburb of East Point. The city lost nearly $800,000 as a result of an email scam where criminals sent the city fake invoices from city email addresses. Making the issue worse is that this scam took place in 2021 and was only recently publicly disclosed. Now, that's ludicrous. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also visit the show's website at nothingaboutyou.com. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see everyone next week.